Hello and welcome to the only podcast that's all about Fort Meade, our community, and life in the military. I'm your host, Joe Nieves. And I'm your co-host, Sherry Kuiper, and you're listening to Fort Meade Declassified. Like how you're stretching your neck for the podcast, you know? Gotta get, loosen up. Get all the, do all the uh, anchorman stuff. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? <laughs> As long as you don't have scotch under your desk, we're not allowed to do that at work. <laughs> it used to be a thing in the newsroom back in the day, but we can't do that that today. Cold coffee. All I, day. I have hot coffee. It is not from our favorite coffee shop across the street. It's from my kitchen. Yep, same as mine. Saves you but money. It's good. I don't know. I mean, it saves money, and it, I guess it tastes as good, but for some reason, when the young baristas make it for me, it just tastes better. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so what's going on? Your kids are back in school. Are they enjoying it? Oh, yeah. Kids are back in school, which I'm really excited for since we work from home a lot right now. Uh, you know, I get a little bit of peace and quiet when they're not here. <laughs> nice. I mean, that was that was our normal escape when we used to go into the office and work from the office. So it's great. They're back in school. They're having a good time. Um, they're really happy to see their friends. Uh, we're signing them up for some ex- extracurriculars. And they're just genuinely excited. So it's really nice. It's, it's awesome. great to see them happy. And staying safe and healthy in the COVID department. No problems with that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Although one of my kids decided she wanted to break her finger. So that was, that was fun. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Why did she do yeah. that? Uh, dodgeball game and bad throw and finger broke. Crazy. Dodging wrenches. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how else do you break a finger with dodgeball? But she must be one of those ones that likes to like grab the ball in midair and like toss it right back in your face. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's she's That's the, what uh, I'm she's the uh, yeah she's the uh, adventurous one. So yeah, for sure. Well, I'm sure it's just one of many broken bones you're going to be dealing with then. <laughs> So lots of cool stuff going on at Fort Meade this week. We actually have a great story coming up from Meade TV's Brian Spann later in this episode about an army chaplain. And it's uh, we our current one of our current chaplains here, his son is joining the army as a chaplain. How cool is as that? A chaplain. I mean, that it's it's always cool when you hear about the generational. Uh, the people who serve, but the, you know, their father or mother served and they served before them and they served before them. And in like, in moments like this, we get to see it happening, which is yeah. really cool. You know, it's, it's really, really cool, cool when somebody takes up after you, you know, it is, it is. So exciting story coming up later in this podcast, again, from Brian Spann um, at Mead TV, another big event happening this week on the 24th mm-hmm. on Friday, illuminate the darkness. Yep. It was a really cool event. Uh, uh, people are going to be walking in groups of seven to bring uh, awareness to mental health. And uh, it's going to go from about 18.30 to 6 and 6.30 in the morning. Um, and, and I mean, talk about dedication for people to really show, to illuminate a good cause. So it's really, it's really cool. Yes. And you do have to register for that. So in the show notes, we'll put that information. And then I think the biggest thing that we all want to let you know about is Capital Shield, our full-scale exercise. Capital Shield's coming up. It's going to be a full-scale exercise. Uh, We're going to have a lot of moving pieces, so you're going to see a lot of things happening. So don't worry. Don't don't 
don't be afraid. You know, it's just us doing what we do to prepare for things that could, or maybe just in general, we just want to be prepared for anything. And so we're doing a Capitol Shield. Yes, and this is an annual exercise, but this year it is going to have a little bit more oomph to it. Mm -hmm. And I sat down with Dave Maisie, our Deputy Director of Emergency Services, to talk about the exercise and what you can expect to see and hear around the fort later this week. Dave, so we're here, we're talking about uh, Capital Shield, which is a full-scale exercise that we do here at Fort Meade every year. Uh, we did do it kind of virtually last year, if I recall, but this year it's going to be a big one, right? Exactly. It's uh, going to be a lot of moving parts, and uh, those moving parts are going to be here at Fort Meade uh, between September 21st and the 23rd. Um, we're going to see a lot of uh, new faces, um, some units that are going to come here onto the installation temporarily um, and then move off the installation. Um, as we are rehearsing uh, what we would do if we had a, a national disaster in the national capital region and we need to provide additional help. And so it's important to let not only our Fort Meade community know, but those, uh, as we say, outside the fence line, because from my understanding, Dave, is this year we're going to see some moving parts. Like you just kind of said, it's going to go out into the community. And the one thing we want to make sure everybody knows is that this is an exercise and not an actual emergency. Exactly. So, you know, what we're going to see is, you know, the base scenario is that we've had an earthquake in the area and responding to that earthquake has not only the response to, you know, the disaster itself, but it's also caused some security concerns. So you're gonna see increased security at our uh, access control points. And you may actually see some increased security at specific facilities here at Fort Meade, uh, both on Tuesday and Wednesday, um, September 21st and 22nd, as we reflect that increase in security posture. Now, speaking of increase for security, so we're having this full-scale exercise. Um, so there's, it's an earthquake, which is a very realistic scenario for this area. So there's going to be a lot of movement, things happening on post. Is the post, I know the post never closes, Dave, we never shut down, but folks who have access to post, are they going to be able to get on post like normal that though, that week? Or is they, there going to be will, any changes to that? They will be able to get on post, but understand there may be some delays just from increased traffic. Right. And because, you know, we're going to increase our RAM measures during that period. And that will last throughout the entire week from the 20th to the 24th. Right. And that's exactly what I wanted to get at. So folks, if you're coming on post that week uh, between the 20th and the 24th, you know, starting the 21st, you're going to see a lot of increased security. Everything's fine. We're, we're just practicing. And this practice is very important for us because we always need to keep up on the skills of the installation. So you can still come on. You are going to see a lot of increased activity and security, uh, but it's all part of the exercise. Uh, Dave, do you want to go through a little bit about why we do this every year. I think to, to folks like you and I, it may be pretty obvious, but not, not everybody really knows that we do these big full-scale exercises every year. Well, you know, we always practice our first response. So the fire department, the police department, they always go out and they're, they're constantly training. But when it comes to a full-scale, it's really 
picking up the pieces of the emergency operations center, it's the garrison leadership and the other directorates being involved. And those lines of communication we have with both our tenant units and our higher headquarters, in this case, uh, Joint Task Force uh, Military District of Washington down at Fort McNair. Yeah. So when we talk full scale, we're talking taking those pieces of my first responder training and, and actioning the message traffic up through our headquarters emergency operations center to MDW to get those staff activities working and, and getting them training opportunities. Right, exactly. And it's always uh, it's always very interesting to be on the fort uh, during uh, the Capitol Shield exercise. And just, I guess, just to, to put out there, Dave, so this is actually a, a three-week process, the whole Capitol Shield exercise. The full-scale exercise is, is kind of the last piece. So do you want to take us through kind of like what weeks one and two are doing and how that builds up to the full-scale exercise that everybody's going to see the week of the 20th. Sure. This first week of September, we're having a series of academic classes, predominantly for the staff sections, to talk about authorities and interactions we would have both military and with our civilian counterparts, you know, outside the wire. Um, specifically how active duty relates to National Guard and National Guard activation, and then how we relate to federal uh, civilian agencies, i.e. FEMA, uh, the FBI, et cetera, and or you know, various county and state agencies. So that's the first week academics. The second week, uh, next week, we're gonna be having a tabletop exercise uh, down at Fort McNair in which we're bringing the key leaders from each of those organizations over a three-day period to again, discuss and talk through those interactions and responsibilities and authorities, all leading to this culminating week the 20th to the 24th, when we actually have the moving pieces, uh, personnel and resources moving from location to location, exercising and practicing uh, what we've talked about the previous two weeks. All right, so just to kind of recap, and again, kind of the key piece for this, one, we like to let the community know the things that we're doing here on the fort, uh, but there will be a full-scale exercise. So the culmination of this three-week process uh, the week of September 20th, there will be a full-scale exercise happening on Fort Meade. You will see increased security. You will see lots of movement. You'll see all sorts of things on and off post. And the big message we want to get out to folks is this is an exercise. Um, no need to call 911. <laughs> they know to. Um, and just, you know, just let us do the exercise. Um, and you can still continue on post and you can still take care of your needs. If you're going to the commissary, the exchange, all that, you still have all the access um, that you normally would. You just might see some really fun things happening <laughs> during your visit. Is that about right? It, it sounds about right. And the only thing I would add to that is, you know, with, you know, the things you're going to be seeing, you're also probably going to be hearing messages. So we will be sending out uh, giant voice yes. messaging. And we'll also be sending out alert messages, which will hit your, either your cell phone or your computer if you've registered. And that's a big piece that we've been trying to push the last few weeks and, and leading up to this exercise is getting as many of our community to register in the alert mass warning notification system. Um, because if something does, God forbid, happen here on the installation, you know, that's our primary means of, of getting information out as quickly to everyone as we can. But unless you register, you're not going to get the notice. 
And how, how do you register and who can register for that? Uh, everybody can register for it. Uh, if you have a CAT card, there is a website you can go to, and I've passed it on to Public Affairs. I don't have it right here in front of me, um, in which you can register for the alert. If you don't have a CAT card, uh, you can contact myself or our emergency manager, Jeff McClendon, uh, via our emails, and we can go ahead and get you, you know, we can manually input that information in. So we're looking for your name. We're looking for a, a phone number and, and don't use the office number. We're really looking to get your cell phone number because, uh, you know, half the time y'all aren't at the office. So <laughs> give them that cell phone number, you know, give us a cell phone number. And again, you know, these are for emergency messaging. The last time we truly used the alert system was this uh, past winter in, in February and March to give notice to folks of, of installation staffs and whether or not we were going to delay opening or send people home early. So again, there's an added incentive to be registered and alert because that's how we send out those messages. So can anybody, like even a community member, register this alert or is this only for uh, Fort Meade um, employees and people who work on the post? It's anyone who resides on Fort Meade. Gotcha. Works on Fort Meade um, and or their family members can register. And it doesn't matter which branch of the service or which federal agency you work for. If you're connected to Fort Meade, you can, you can register for the system. Great. And for those who are just our community members who are outside that fence line, we do put this stuff up on our social media as well. So if you're following Fort Meade's Facebook page or Twitter or what have you, you will also uh, see this information as well. So you can't necessarily sign up for the immediate alerts that we get on our phones, but in the public affairs office, we're always pushing that stuff out almost as immediately as as Dave and his team are pushing it out to the to the workforce. So if there is an actual incident going on post uh, to the community members outside the gates, you'll you'll also see that information. I encourage you to get onto our social media platforms, follow us on Facebook. Anybody can do that. There's no no restriction of any sort there. Exactly. And when when you get those messages, there will always be prefaced with exercise, exercise, exercise. Yes. If you're not hearing that, you probably need to really pay attention. Dave, that's a really good point. So I think we just we should spend just an extra second on that. And so, yes, so you're going to hear the words exercise, exercise, exercise. Then you'll hear the message. And then you'll probably hear exercise, exercise, exercise again. Correct. Right. And that also goes for the alert messages, too. You will see Correct. those words on the alert messages as well, right? Yes. Awesome. And I think that's really good. I'm glad you brought that up um, because it's that's going to be the big differentiator, especially for folks on post. So when you see those three big, usually in all caps words, exercise, 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 we know it's happening. It's part, part of our, our greater uh, Capital Shield full scale. At our various you know sites where we have first responders actually out, we will have notices up that uh, you know we're, this is a training event that's occurring, and while we don't mind spectators, we would ask that you kind of stay back uh, out of the immediate area, um, just to we don't add any confusion and don't get too many looky loos. 
Of course, and that and that's understandable. So, well, Dave, thank you so much for joining us today, and to our community members. Just remember, again, our full-scale exercise, uh, Capital Shield, is going to be September 20th through the 24th. So, yes, you're going to see some different things happening on post. You're going to see uh, some increased security at our gates and our access control points. You're going to hear the big voice uh, giving out some messages, but please just know uh, you're still welcome on post. You can still go do your normal stuff, but we are having that full-scale exercise and just to kind of keep that in your back pocket when you hear it. Hi, I'm Brian Spann, the host of Fort Meade Public Affairs bi-weekly video newscast, Mead Week. Today, I'm happy to join this edition of Fort Meade Declassified. Normally, just because of the numbers, we don't cover most retirement ceremonies, but like many rules, there are exceptions. We made an exception this week for Fort Meade's Family Life Chaplain, Major Dwayne Hughes. Just before his retirement ceremony began, I spoke with him and his son, Army Chaplain, Captain Joshua Hughes. The senior Hughes started the conversation by describing his journey from enlisted soldier to Army aviator to chaplain. It's an amazing journey for me because I came in the military as Private First Class Hughes and uh, saw a lot of helicopters flying all over me and I said I would love to do that so put in my packet for um, Warrant Officer Candidate School and got accepted so flew helicopters about uh, seven years and then you know I came to faith in in Christ um, during that um, journey and then um, I just began to have a real compassion for helping people and glorifying um, the God that I serve. I'll turn to you, sir, and I'll basically ask you the same question. Can you describe the moment you decide to follow in your dad's footsteps, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's funny, I was actually, it's kind of funny that we're here at Fort Meade. So um, I was prior enlisted Navy. Uh, I was stationed here at Fort Meade and uh, at Fleet Cyber Command. Um, and I had you know, met my wife, who is an uh, electrical engineer here, G uh, NSA, uh, government civilian and I was looking at transitioning out of the military. Did your dad have any advice for you as you were going through the process of joining the Chaplain Corps? But you know what's funny is you think you know what your dad does, right? Like as you're growing up, oh yeah, dad's a chaplain. And a lot of people make the first assumption that I became a chaplain because my, my dad was, like you even phrased it, you know, following in your dad's footsteps. It is something I'm doing for sure, but that was not part of the calculus, like at all for me. I. Uh, quite begrudgingly entered the chaplain corps, to be honest. Um, I was pretty, pretty jaded, like most of <laughs> you guys, when you come out of an enlistment. Um, so what was really cool was reevaluating past experiences that I'd been with my dad on that, from a different perspective, trying to understand this job, what it means to be a chaplain. Chaplain Hughes, can you describe your feelings when you found out your son was going to be a chaplain? Absolute elation. Actually, we were just putting on our yeah. uniforms for the retirement ceremony in front of two other 06 chaplains. You know, I was just very proud of him. Love him deeply <clears throat> because I know the impact that chaplains have. You know, we're, um, I really see chaplains as force multiplier because for my service, even here as Fort Meade, I counsel and give spiritual guidance to people all over this installation from every GS level, every rank and grade. And so, um, you know, when he said, Dad, I, I, I'm surrendering to God, the chaplaincy's my calling, I was elated because I knew the impact 
that my son would then have for the nation and also for our God's kingdom. Before we wrap up, Chaplain Hughes, do you have any parting words for the Fort Meade community? Yeah, it, it's been four years here. Um, you know, I was going to PCS. They were going to PCS after my third year, as usually happens. And I said, whoa, time out. Um, I'm looking at retirement. How about just leaving me here? So Fort Meade, we love you. I know a lot of you are going to be here in the ceremony today. I wish I could have invited a lot more, but because of our COVID restrictions and the reception in that. But um, God bless you. We'll always love you. And uh, where we're setting up home in Alabama, just call the RSO office if you're ever, ever driving through. Um, we got some sweet tea down there on a fan-covered front porch. We can sit and catch up. Thank you, sir. We'll have images and more from our interview and retirement ceremony on the September 24th edition of Mead Week. That's it for today's episode of Fort Mead Declassified. Connect with us on Digital Mead, the Garrison's new home for news and events. You can find it on our website at home.army.mil forward slash mead. 